welcome to a brand new uh, shabankin episode of well, That's Odd. And this is a special one. And why is this special, do you ask? Because it's not just the usual uh, me, Johnny Townsend, and he, Chris Chavez. We're also uh, joined by our esteemed colleague, uh, the third person that makes our sandwich complete. That, of course, is Carter Johnson. Howdy, howdy. What's up? What's up? Chris, there he is. Looks <laughs> like he doesn't exist, and there he, there he talks. Here I am. I was going to say, up, you, you forgot my name from last week already. That's right. I'm not good with French, though. So, or, or English, for that matter, as our listeners can can uh, last, say. Carter, last week, Johnny introduced us in French. Uh, so I taught him how to say my name in French, and I believe I, I pronounced it perfectly, uh, and every word was perfect. It's a beautiful language. It is. It, well, is. it does have a certain je ne sais quoi. It certainly does. See? See? I knew you'd understand where I was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get the uh, let's just get this show on the road, and let me just say real quick, Normally, this would be a History Creeps episode. Yes. Uh, but the timing and schedules aren't working out greatly yep. or correctly. So yep. Also, uh, I we, put, didn't want, we didn't want the listeners to go without. So we're going to do a quick That's Odd episode. Yeah. Also, I put the roundtable poll up a little late. So uh, when you're listening to this, folks, go over. If you're a, a, a Creeper Club member, head over to Patreon and vote on the poll for the roundtable. And uh, whatever you guys vote for, that's the next episode. What are the topics, Chris? Uh, the topics are the Dyatlov Pass incident. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the uh, what else is it? The uh, off the top of my head now, I can't think. Reincarnation. Of it. Uh, reincarnation throughout history is one of them. Uh, Rendlesham Forest incident and the original Night Stalker. There we go. There you there go. Dyatlov Pass. Dyatlov Pass. Oh, come on, people. Is that what I said? Did I not say it? My bad. No, you no, said you said one. it. Oh. That's that's what Carter's voting oh. for. And I have to, <laughs> I have to, yeah, I have to, if I can actually vote, that's yeah. what I would vote for. I'd have to agree with him. Uh, we'll talk about that at some point, even if that one doesn't get voted in, I'm sure. All right. Uh, and, but before we get started with this episode of That's Odd, I told you both that I had a current creep update. Yes. And this is where I need Chris to put in some amazing like uh, like news alert, uh, like with a flipping sort of... Uh, a uh, font coming in. It's you mean you know, you creep mean, update? You mean like this? There you go. Yeah, just just like that. I assume. <laughs> I was I was kind of in my head. I was hearing that you know that music from Ghostbusters when they come out of the bank, and he's like, "You're never gonna regret this, Ray." <laughs> my parents left me that house. I was born there. You're not gonna lose the house, Ray. Everybody has three mortgages nowadays. <laughs> Man, I go watch that movie again. Yeah, right. Uh, but do you guys remember back? Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I told you about uh, this this man named Peter Madsen. And the reason that I brought him up is that he had made a homemade submarine. Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. And then he had this, and then this, uh, journalist, uh, who went on the submarine with him went missing. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they found uh, bits and pieces of her body. And so, uh, apparently the, the update to this is I'm going to read this is off of ABC news. Uh, Dane convicted of killing dismembering journalist on sub. 
Wow. Uh, a self-taught Danish engineer was convicted of murder Wednesday. So this literally just happened as of this recording uh, for luring a Swedish journalist onto his homemade submarine, then torturing and killing her before dismembering her body and dumping it at sea in a sensational case that has gripped Scandinavia. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Peter Madsen was sentenced in Copenhagen City Court to life in prison for killing Kim Wall. She was a 30-year-old freelance reporter after bringing her aboard his submarine with the promise of an interview last summer. Uh, life sentences in Denmark usually mean 16 years in prison, but convicts are reassessed during their incarceration to determine whether they would pose a danger to society if released and can be kept longer. Uh, Wall was at a waterfront party with her Danish boyfriend on August 10th when she received a text from Madsen that he would grant her the interview she had been waiting for months for if she joined him immediately. She was last seen waving goodbye to her friends from the bridge of the submarine as it sailed onto the Baltic. Oh, God, that sucks so much. And creepy. Sad, sad ending to that story. That's not cool at all. No, but it's not. But we have a, I always hate to say when it's a good ending, but uh, another update, Chris, you kind of brought it up, but I, me and Carter had also read about it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the uh, the Garden State. Am I saying that right? Is that the right term? The Golden State. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. The Golden State Killer. Uh, they think they got him. Yeah, I saw that. After searching for more than 40 years, authorities say an ex-cop in the Golden State has been arre- uh, Golden State has been arrested. Why can't we say Golden State? What's wrong with us? It's my fault. I started it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you brought it brought it up that uh, Patton Oswalt's late wife wrote a book right. about this thing. I guess. Um, yes, and it recently came out. The book recently came out, and uh, uh, it's pretty. I want to read it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So, but, yeah. in this book, I guess does she can does she really insinuate that it was this guy? Uh, the reason I ask that is because I see that uh, actually today, Wednesday, Pat Oswalt tweeted, uh, if they've really caught uh, the Golden State Killer, I hope I get to visit him, not to gloat or gawk, to ask him the questions that at True Crime Diary, I guess that was his wife's handle on Twitter, right, yeah. uh, wanted to wanted answers in her, quote, uh, letter to an old man at the end of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. So... Did she, I, I mean, I don't know. Was this something that, uh, do you guys know that she had insinuated it was this guy? I, I have no idea. I haven't had a chance to read it. I really want to read it at some point. I will. Uh, I just know. The only reason I even knew of it is, wasn't even because of the true crime thing, even though I follow that stuff pretty closely. It's because uh, I love comedy and I follow Patton Oswald. Yeah. And he had this, and they had this tragedy because they got a little daughter and then uh, his wife tragically passed away. Uh, unexpectedly, and uh, that's when all this stuff about the book came to light. So, uh, yeah, it's so that part's tragic. Oh, but the, yeah, it says here. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it says here uh, in the New York Times an exhaustive investigation into the identity of the serial killer was documented in a book called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," written by Michelle McNamara, who died in April 2016. The book was completed after her death by a journalist and researcher recruited by her husband and published in February. Uh, so I wonder, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if this book and a lot of the stuff that they questioned and brought up helped rejuvenate this case and actually catch this guy. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, but we should all be happy if this is the guy because he, I forgot the numbers for this person, but they were definitely a serial killer and they didn't just do that. They would also, uh, he would also rape all kinds of women and, yeah. uh, and 
terrible, terrible things. It was not a good person. No, not at all. That's that's crazy. Definitely and one we're going to be it for forty years. That's even worse. Yeah, that'll definitely be one uh, we'll be talking about here in the near future. We'll be covering that as a big uh, history creeps topic. That's right. That's right. But that's history creeps. And this, however, is well. That's odd. <laughs> we talk about more odder, <laughs> odder things on this side. I mean, they're kind of messed up and creepy too, but it's mostly odd. Oh, I thought you said otter is like those creatures that swim. And wait, is that not what this show is? Yeah, we're about. Dang. This is just all about otters. Wrong, wrong show. It's really called That's Otter. Not, <laughs> that's odd. You know. Welcome back, Otter. <laughs> nice. That's what my mother used to call me as a kid. Just so you know. So every time I hear that, my mother used to call me Mister Cotter. <laughs> I was going to say Cotter. So every time I hear "Welcome back, Cotter," that's what I think of. Yeah, Mister Cotter. <laughs> that's exactly Cotter. what. Oh my god, Mister Cotter! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Scientology! Oh my god! Yeah. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, we recently started doing uh, with these That's Odd episodes, having a little theme to these. Yes, I like them. I feel like they were successful, and it makes it easier to really just, you know, settle down on what we're going to look for in a story. That's right. I agree 100%. And uh, Carter wasn't doing anything, so we forced him to get on this episode with us. (laughs) He didn't want to do it. He was kicking and screaming and, and crying and clawing, but... Uh, but they had rope and duct tape, so that's right, and that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all. That is all it takes. I'm easy. Yeah. <laughs> that and the chloroform helped. Yeah, yeah. We know what we're doing here at History Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> chloroform smelled like almond. It always does. Yeah. Uh, Chris, tell them what the uh, theme is this week. So, um, I came across this weird article, uh, and I was like, huh. This sounds awesome. And then I found a site that, uh, and we talked about this before, we get a lot of stories and ideas for topics, finding these different weird lists and list sites, top 10, creepiest this or whatever. Uh, And I found one on listverse.com that uh, basically deals with cellular memory phenomena. Carter, Carter, do you know what uh, cellular memory phenomena is? Have you heard of this? Um. Yeah, isn't this isn't this kind of like uh, oh, what's the what's the word? Have you ever seen the movie? Um, what's it called? Idle Hands, where Seth Green gets like uh, a dead man's dude, hand dude, transplant. Really, <laughs> bro, I love Idle Hands. Or what about that? One of my favorite horror. What about the flicks. eye? What about the eye? Remember the eye, where she gets the uh, the transplant of the eye and then I've she seen sees the ghosts. One. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the Japanese one, not the not the Jessica Alba one. <laughs> so the idea behind it, though, is that when people get transplants, or they I get, I can't believe you didn't ask me if I've seen those films. Well, <laughs> that is, as Johnny, a matter of fact, actually like Idle Hands. I want to ask for the both. record. For the record, I haven't seen those, but there is an episode of Futurama in which uh, Fry uh, <laughs> sells his hands to the devil, the devil robot, and they switch hands, and now Fry is like this amazing genius has some sort of musical instrument there you go and i feel like there, so. it's it's been attacked on different sitcoms or tv shows like where the guy gets the serial killer's hand you know what i mean and then the serial killer uh the, the hand comes awake at night and does crazy things uh but that's yeah. the idea behind it is that people get transplants organ transplants and for some odd strange reason they begin to take on the characteristics of the original organ donor or they they have memories or cravings that the original organ donor um, 
had had in their lifetime. Uh, and it's a weird thing. It's literally, it's, it's not a, like, uh, maybe this happens. It does happen. It's, it's, it's documented that it's happened. Um, and it's happened a lot. Like we, we're only going to bring a couple stories to this. Yeah. There's so many, uh, uh, instances that this has happened. Right. Uh, I mean, there's even like professors and scientists who are kind of jumping on board to this uh, yeah. cell- cellular memory type thing. So, yeah. And the story uh, that I figured I, I figured I would go first, Chris, since I feel like mine's a little shorter than yours. Yeah, no problem. The st- I was going to say the story I picked uh, does show how this weird phenomena kind of works. But then it also shows how like when you hear the real story behind everything, it, not everything is exactly as it seems. So, yeah, let's let you go first and I'll, I'll, I'll t- take the end. Well, that's kind of that kind of can explain anything, right? Really, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, no matter what it is, it's going to get uh, you know uh, beefed up some by whoever's telling it, and true. some things might change a little bit. But true, true. Uh, mine's about William Sheridan. Uh, at some point in his life, William Sheridan uh, needed a new heart, um, and he was on the list to get a transplant, and he was on it for a while, and he would get down about this as one would. Uh, I can't imagine something being as depressing as that. I mean, it'd be tough to be positive. Uh, so uh, what would he do to ease his mind during this? He would he would uh, scribble. He would draw a little bit. But he wasn't good at all. Like he's, He would admit that he was terrible at it. He only did it because it, it kind of helped him to keep his mind off of his troubles. But thankfully, in 2006, uh, Sheridan gets some great news. Uh, there's a heart waiting for him, and he gets the surgery, and he gets a new heart. Uh, but that's not all that he apparently got. Uh, he realized not too long after that um, that his artistic talents had grown by leaps and bounds. Hmm. Uh, in other words, when he tried to draw now, uh, he had way more passion for it. And on top of that, the things that, the, that he was drawing was like, it was like a major, like a, it was night and day between what he was drawing before. He was going from like Stickman to like Michelangelo. Pretty much. Yeah. The Ninja Turtle. I was yeah. about, I was going to say, and I'm talking <laughs> the turtle. Cowbunga. Um, and you never pay full price for a late pizza. Do not forget that. <laughs> uh, the other things that he also noticed is that uh, even though, not that he was like a complete jerk or anything, uh, but that he also, seemed to be more caring and loving and understanding than he ever had before. Like it seemed to the point where that it stood out to him that he was acting this way. It was, it was that much of a difference. Uh, he, he finally decides and he's able to meet the family of the, the person's heart. The guy's name was Keith Neville. He died when he was 24. Which this uh, real quick, this is a thing because I thought that kind of stuff was private. Like, I, you know what I mean? Is because in the story that I, it's it feels like this is a thing. You can just meet whoever's giving you body parts or the family I members th- of. I think it depends on the family's wishes. I'm pretty sure. Really, I know some of them don't want to be met or anything like that, but some do. It, it just depends. Interesting. Yeah, um, but Keith was only 24 when he passed away. However. Uh, Keith was a great artist from what his family and friends would say. Hmm. Uh, He's very, very good. He was passionate about art. He loved art and he was apparently very, very creative and was getting quite good at it. And he was also described to be a very loving and caring and kind person. Like that was one of his main characteristics about him as a person. So all these things happen and Sheridan gets this new heart 
And all of a sudden, he's taking on all these new characteristics from Keith. Uh, and then, of course, I'm going to get into this real quick. Uh, this kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier, Chris. Uh, Professor Gary Schwartz uh, from the University of Arizona uh, was quoted in in this story. Uh, he's talking about all this. He believes there is a lot of evidence uh, that organs retain cellular memories. Like, and he thinks that it's every organ in our bodies that do that. So not only do, like, uh, you know, Chris and Carter and myself have these personalities – but our organs inside our body kind of take on the same personalities in a way. You think it's part of the genetic makeup, like it's written in the genetic code? It's got to be a part of it. I always felt that everything in you kind of makes up what you are, if it makes any sense. Yeah. The reason I say that is because you know how they say like a lot of times um, artistic talents can be pa- – it feels like it's passed down through generations. Like you have a father or a mother who's very musically inclined. They have children and those children show a natural talent for that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Joe yeah, Hill. Yeah. So, exactly. So it's not like – it's almost like you can understand that if a piece of your body is taken and put in, in some – is put into somebody else's body uh, – the blood, the the actual genetics behind it, it, has to start embedding itself into yours and melding itself with yours at some point. Yeah, you would think so. There's always something that you do kind of inherit from your family, I believe, when it comes to personalities and such. It's interesting. Yeah. And I really hope that uh, Stephen King is willing to give up his appendix pretty soon. <laughs> You're going to take his appendix? Because I, I, I would take that. I would take that. If that's the case, yeah, oh, I would totally take that. <laughs> would there, do, I go, do I go here? I was going to say, would there be a body part you wouldn't take from, from a fan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, a let fan. me hold on Google search. Who has big penis? <laughs> that actually just happened. It's funny you say that, Johnny, because the science just did the first uh, penis transplant. It was successful. And uh, Really? Thank you, science. <laughs> I, I hope the guy gained a bigger schlong than he had before, but what? I didn't actually <laughs> see the article. I Spoiler am, alert. I did. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be interested to follow up that article though now and see is there any kind of memory thing going there? Does the guy all of a sudden have like <laughs> cravings for, you know, ice cream in the middle of the night or like you know what I mean? Or like he likes to go snowboarding now all of a sudden. What do you do with your penis, Chris? <laughs> your- well I don't think it like the guy had a heart. I don't think that had the heart I've had anything to do once. with drawing, dude. I've never once thought of just, you know, getting some ice cream for my penis. Never <laughs> once has that has it. I mean, I might think about it now because you put that in my mind, but never before. <laughs> Betcha the next time you go through that Dairy Queen drive through, you're like and you're by yourself, you're you're, you're thinking, should I order two cones? <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna look down and be like, What do you want, dude? <laughs> We're here. What do you want? Is that all you want? Uh let me check. You want something? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Was that the end of your story? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so as you guys can tell, the theme for our stories to today are heart transplants. Uh, because the story I'm gonna tell you is the same thing. It's a heart transplant, which is strange. And it takes place in the early to mid two thousands. Um so on that list verse list thing I'd seen, this was one of the things I this I actually saw this story and it was linked to this list verse link. Um, in 2008, uh, Sonny Graham, age 69, took his own life by shooting himself in the throat. He had received a, a heart transplant in 1995, 13 years earlier. Aside from being a tragic death, his death was strange. 
since the person whose heart he had been given, Tommy Cottle, killed himself in exactly the same way. So you would think that's the odd part. That's not the odd part. Even stranger was that Sonny had, had married Cottle's wife in 2004 after they dev- dated for several years. So basically, the guy gets a heart transplant, meets the wife of the guy where he got the transplant from, and then kills himself in the same way. So the woman was left a widow twice the same way. Isn't that strange? Wow. So here's what I mean when I say there's more to this story. So I found uh, the CBS News article on it. So I'm going to read some of it here for you. Um, It says here, uh, two suicide victims share the same heart and wife. September 1st, 2008. On an overcast spring morning in southeast Georgia, Sonny Graham drank some coffee and headed out the door for another day in the family landscaping business and to take his nine-year-old stepson to the dentist. But Graham made a detour to the backyard shed that he'd built. There, the 69-year-old picked up the 12-gauge Remington shotgun he had taken on so many quail and dove hunting trips, pointed the muzzle at the right side of his throat, and pulled the trigger. It was April Fool's Day, almost exactly 13 years since another man's suicide gave Graham a second chance at life. That man was Terry Cottle. When he ended his life, Graham got his heart. But it was not just an organ that connected Graham and the 33-year-old donor. Nearly a decade after the transplant, Graham married Cottle's young widow. And now Graham had made her a widow again. As word of his death spread, the internet lit up with the story of the heart that had been twice silenced by suicide and the woman who had lost the same heart twice. Reporters and bloggers waxed on about, waxed on about cellular memory and whether the organ somehow held a suicide gene. Um, before I move on, what do you think? Do you think that's possible for, for there to be? I mean, obviously, we know mental illness as being, you know, a, a, a truly it's a scientific, like a, a biological thing. Um, in terms of there being a gene for it, do you, do you see this as being a possibility? It could be. It's crazy. I mean, there's what? What is it? Like 10% of the human genome we haven't mapped yet? That's true. And something th- like that? And I think there's also a higher, a higher percentage, a higher chance of suicide if there's suicide in your family already at some, or something to that effect. Uh, again, so anyway... Um, in 1988, Terry Cottle, this is going way back to 88 now, Terry Cottle was living with his wife and their two young daughters in one of the subsidized apartment buildings they managed in Jasper County, South Carolina. Cottle's boss had a daughter, a petite beauty with auburn hair and hazel eyes. Cheryl, uh, he met, so he meets this lady, Cheryl, and gets married to her. Um, it says that... Uh, they end up getting together. I don't want to go. This is a very long article. They ba- basically they end up getting together, and what ends up happening is they just the the marriage is is okay for a couple of years, and then it starts to hit rock. You know the rocky part. They start to argue. They don't they don't get along well at all. Uh, and then there's a, a story about where she takes her ring off and throws it over a fence and tells him she's done and that he needs to leave. Uh, and so then he goes and he kills himself. He shoots himself. Uh, commits suicide. That like that same day after they you know they rush his body to the hospital and they see he's an organ donor and that this and that they you know they find that there's a man that needs a heart that this guy's heart this guy matches and it's Sonny uh, he's across town at this other hospital so Sonny finds out listen there's a, a heart that we just got today we're gonna bring it to you and so he gets it uh, puts it he gets the heart the heart put in 
Um, and it's a successful surgery. He feels better. Uh, there's accounts where his friends say they go they go fishing, and he talks about how having you know a 33 year old heart inside him now gives him you know more life, more vigor. Um, but then all of a sudden, he's also had cravings of hot dogs, and he's never liked hot dogs before. Um, and there's a few other things that he that he starts like uh, craving and, and you know wanting to do that he never really wanted to do before. Um, he's thankful though, just like your guy Johnny. He was thankful about what happened, and he wanted to contact the family to say thank you. And after writing a letter, and it was passed on from the, I guess what do you, whatever you call it, the organ donor place uh, to the the, the widow. Um, she agreed to meet him and they met and he says that upon meeting her the very first time, um, he felt originally there was this, uh, this pull, like he knew her already, his heart swelled with, with love and he literally never thought he'd ever believe it, but he felt it was a love at first sight kind of a thing for him. And so, uh, they, you know, they kind of have this relationship where he's, he's kind of fatherly towards her, uh, but he's obviously attracted to her, um. But the weird thing is, is like she ends up getting married while they're friends and he gives her away because she doesn't have a, a father. So he goes to he's on her wedding and gives her away. She's only married for a few years before that falls apart. Um, and during this time, Sonny's marriage falls apart because his wife finds out that you have this thing for this woman uh, who's ex, you know, ex husband, the dead husband. You have his heart. Um, and so they fall apart. A couple years later, him and the widow get married. And they get together. Same as before, it was it was happy, and then it started to hit some rockiness, and the fighting started, and basically, like what we saw here, it ended. It ended, well, I guess they separated for a little bit, got back together, and uh, it was unhappy for a little bit, and he ends up killing himself. So there's a little bit more to the story than just that, you know, the heart transplant happened and he just so happened to kill himself. It there's a lot of people that said that this woman was very difficult. And she's one of these women that like, um, when she loved you, you felt like you were the only person in the world. But when she spurned you, it was like, you know what I mean? It was, it's, it's like you, you, you wanted to end it. You did, you did, there was nothing else you didn't, you wanted to be with this woman or nothing else. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's one of those odd. Th- this story though is is super odd. I don't think we've you see this much in terms of the suicide. The heart goes to this other guy. The guy meets the widow, falls in love with her. Thirteen, you know, ends up marrying her, and then thirteen years from the day or almost to the day that he got the heart transplant, and that her other husband committed suicide, he commits suicide as well because of this rocky relationship. Strange. Odd. You think it works the opposite way too? Odd and sad. You know, like in what way? Like, uh, well, like, uh, like say, say, uh, say you get an uh, an organ transplant, whatever, you know, heart, um, kidney, liver, whatever. Um, say you liked ex- asparagus, and now suddenly you don't. I, I'm. I'm you know, I, I wonder if it does work, but like, because we're here, here we are talking about this. You know, you said this guy suddenly had cravings for hot dogs when he never really liked hot dogs before. Right. You know, so I wonder if it works the opposite way too. Maybe maybe something you liked before the transplant, now you don't like it anymore. Well, I've, well I, because... I do think sometimes whenever like something tragic happens to a person and they survive this tragedy, uh, their little things like that do change. I had a friend, a very close friend. I'm still very close friends with her. Uh, she was in a terrible accident. She was uh, when she was uh, in her early twenties. Uh, she was uh, car surfing, you know, doing something stupid because she was young. 
and uh, she fell off the car and hit her head. And they thought she wasn't going to make it. Uh, her brain swelled, all kinds of terrible things going on. Thankfully, she survived. Uh, and she's actually better than ever. She's got two kids now, all this kind of stuff. But uh, the point is, uh, all these things that she liked before, I mean, it's like foods that she would love, uh, like some of that changed. She didn't like some of the same foods anymore. Uh, and uh, like her personality changed a little bit. And she was still herself. But I mean, you know, like even small things, like you're asking Carter, like the like she used to love. Uh, I can't remember what the food was, and something like macaroni and cheese or something like that. And now she can't stand it, like she's because her taste her taste changed, like almost immediately after she was out of the hospital. Wow. I yeah, most of the things I see is where there's a craving for specific food. So I'm wondering if it's one of those things. If it's it's a, it's a um almost a primal thing. You know what I mean? It it encodes itself in your genetics that. This is the food that you eat. This is the food that you like. You know what I mean? And this is what helps you survive. So when it's even if you're a part of you is implanted in somebody else, like that craving comes out like I have to eat this because this is what, you know, makes me happy. I also kind of think I'm just going to throw this out there because I think it's a little it's sort of related. Uh, (laughs) I used to love it. I still love them. I just don't eat them near as much. But uh, you guys know those ice cream bars are like uh, they're orange cream bars. Yeah. Yep. I love those things, right? Uh, to the point where it was a little ridiculous. It was obsession almost. And uh, I come to find out, my mom told me later on that when she was pregnant with me, she craved those things and she didn't know why. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Man, I hope that's not true because my wife couldn't eat steak at all when she was pregnant with Leia. <laughs> Leia's going to be anti-steak. Leia's going to be like, nah, give me a burger instead, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah there you go there's two uh that's odd stories cellular memory phenomena it's a thing kids check it out look it up online and uh maybe if you guys have heard of anything uh any of you creepers have heard uh any stories any personal stories anything you guys have as always send us we want to start featuring some of you guys on the show some of your personal stories uh so send it to history creeps podcast at gmail.com recording or handwritten we'll read it or handwritten email we'll read it on the air handwrite it dude that'd be kind of awesome getting letters handwritten oh yeah oh, we did you know yeah, what i want to i actually want to throw it out there i want to throw out a thank you to one of our listeners uh they know who they are they sent us a, a, a nice little thank you card so that was kind of cool saying thank you for the show and that they enjoy uh us basically you know infiltrating their lives weekly and making them laugh at our idiocy I oh, is, I this, was there. is this the uh, one that was like, uh, I hope Carter's wife. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Very whoever cool. you are. Thank you very much. She is doing much better now. So thank you. Very cool. They they also said that I was their favorite. They didn't say <laughs> that, but it was implied heavily by my brain when I read it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, we have we seriously have some awesome, awesome, awesome followers. The creepers are are we, we amazing. Do, yeah. We've got t shirts coming very soon, so keep an eye out for that. There's going to be some creeper t shirts. There's going to be different versions. There's ones that say just creeper. Some say I'm a creeper. Uh, but keep an eye out. You'll see that on our Facebook page very, very soon. Uh, and aside from that, check out our Patreon if you want to get in on some extra audio or voting in on the polls. Uh, but that's it. No more self-promotion. I'm done, Johnny. Take us out of here. Well, Carter, are you done too? Uh, well, I'm never done, baby. Why? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> if you could just continue to call me baby, that'd be great. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was well, great. for... 
for Chris Chavez, for my uh, baby Carter Johnson, uh, I am Johnny Townsend. Thanks for joining us. And as always, stay odd, baby.